Welcome to the Deep Roots at Home podcast. For those of you new here, the Deep Roots at Home website was founded by Jackie in 2011. As a retired RN, longtime homeschooler, past Lyme sufferer with a love of preventative natural medicinals, Jackie has encouraged women for years now. Our desire is to spread truth and important information during these recent deceptive times, as well as the practicals of homemaking and all things beautiful. Whether you are listening in the car, while you're making dinner for your children, or sitting with a relaxing cup of tea, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Deep Roots at Home podcast. I'm your host, Abby Grace. And today we have a special friend of mine on for just a wonderful chat. We have Bambi Moore, and Bambi is a pastor's wife and mom to 11 children and one grandchild who continue to show her daily how much she needs the Lord. She lives in Texas where she homeschools and will soon have four graduates. She loves Christ, his word, his bride. She spends her time with family reading or writing a blog post here and there as time allows to encourage women to rely on Christ through every season of motherhood. And Bambi is a special friend of mine. We both have large families and we're both kind of yeah. in the season of life with now having what Bambi calls midlife motherhood. And so we're going to be specifically talking today about some of the specific and uniqueness of midlife motherhood. But we're also going to just talk about motherhood in general. And she'll have lots of wisdom to share, even for the young mothers that are listening here today. So I'm excited to chat with her. And I'm just so glad we were able to um, to get on with each other, Bambi. I am too. I am too. Thank you for being so patient with me. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Well, we were um, it's talking, a joy to be here. And we were just talking before we um, got on the, about just the the busyness of midlife motherhood compared yes. to how we thought it was going to slow down a little bit. Yes, yes, that has been very surprising. I'm. I just sort of had this idea as a young mom that the, all the busyness of all the physical needs of the of the kids, when all that went away, that there would be, uh, you know, more time. But there's really not. It's just uh -huh. a it's just a different type of busyness, and um, it's it's almost uh, you know a little more challenging, I would say, because. Back then, so many issues were were black and white, and obedience training, and um, you know, just uh, just obeying in the everyday. And and right. now, as your kids get older, I'm sure you the uh, the circumstances are more require just more wisdom. There's more right. gray areas, and um, you're trying to teach your kids how to how to, to stop being, you know, as dependent on you and, um, fully relying on God. So yeah, it's, it's and a change. You're dealing with deep, deep heart issues that exactly. feel like sometimes you just need such wisdom because like you said, it was so black and white, you know, it was like, don't hit your sister, obey yes. your sister. you know, let's tie your shoes. Let's change your diapers. Yes. You know, it was those seemingly mundane things but right, so right. overwhelming at the time yes in midlife motherhood it's it's um juggling littles as well as older ones it's dealing with mm -hmm. issues. it's dealing with finding spouses yes. Yeah. yes so yes what are the especially, what's the yes especially if you have you know that wide range 
Yeah. Uh, if you know, in the larger family, especially, um, yes, you, you, you've still got some of that tying the shoes and washing the hands and you've got, you know, teens and young adults and, um, and yes, just as, as teenagers, you know, especially it, it does, as you said, it, the, the heart issues are there and, and, um, you know, we want to teach them to just continue to, to walk with the Lord and, um, and know his word and know his truth, but, um, turning over the reins to them more and to, to make decisions for themselves and, and not always making the decision for them. And all those things just require so much, um, wisdom because every, every child is different that, you know, and every circumstance is different. And thankfully, um, you know, it can just feel overwhelming, but the Lord never leaves or forsakes us. And he cares about these things. He cares about the details of our lives and our kids' lives. And, and he helps us, you know, each time and we're going to mess up and they're going to, to make mistakes. And, um, there's, you know, so often we, we can use those times when we as mamas, um, you know, make the wrong call or give the, you know, get upset about something or, or whatever we can model repentance in that time. And so God will even use our sin, um, you know, in a sinless way that he does to, uh, bring glory to himself and, and do them good. So, um, that has been, um, something that I have learned and been so thankful for is that so so much of learning in motherhood has been through errors and um, missteps. And yet God is so faithful. He is faithful and he um, will use it even still for our good and their good. Mm -hmm. So, and even, you know, something that I've seen as a challenge for many parents and was a challenge for, or has been a challenge for us as well is finding that delicate balance, like you said, between letting them grow up and encouraging them to begin to fly on their own and when to set rules um, and when to loosen those reins exactly. and let those rules, you know. And one of the things that I have found that surprised me was I, I for a while there, I was thinking more black and white again, like when they were little. Mm -hmm. and, uh -huh. Um, I realized as the children got older that it was their hearts that we need to have. It's their hearts. Yes. Sometimes the rules may look a little different than you originally thought. Yes. Um, you know, the rules may change and you may realize that um, you need to give your child a little more freedom than originally Correct. thought. Um, yeah. and some children need more guidance than others. And right, it's such right. a delicate balance because if you hang on too tightly with these strong, stringent rules without um, guiding the heart, then you're going to end up with children that are just ready to bolt the minute those rules are out. So true. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we see, and unfortunately, sadly, um, you know, that that happens. Um, and again, you know, the Lord can r return those children, um, to himself, even despite if we've, if we've gone off or we've done wrong in some way, 
or harmed them at, you know, something I pray often, Lord, don't let me stumble my children. And whether that be with my, you know, some type of sin in my life that I'm blind to, or, um, like you said, relying on, on so many rules and rules are good. Um, but it's, it's when they, uh, as children grow and, and that's what we're talking about, you know, in, in mid middle-aged motherhood, although I think I'm past even middle age now, (laughs) but, um, if, if the rules sometimes, uh, change and, and that's okay. Um, it's okay to do that. And I think we're, we may be reluctant to do that. Uh, you know, I know that, you know, my oldest children, um, our family looked so much different when they were teenagers as it does with our current teenagers. And I'm sure with our, our youngest kids, you know, I still have a three-year-old. I'm sure by the time they're teenagers, it's going to look even, even more different because one thing that the Lord does or that I've recognized that he does is he is also growing us still. We are still his children and he's using our kids to sanctify us, to grow us. And um, yeah, so we, we grow in, in how we change, you know, we change and how we handle things differently in parenting. Mm-hmm. It's so true with the um, just living a life of repentance before our children. I yes. Think people think, especially those that don't have children yet, they think that they have to know it all, and and somehow they're worried that when they're going to mess up when they have newborn babies, and as they grow, they're and you know what, they are going to mess up. That is, yes. that is part of motherhood and fatherhood. Absolutely, we're we're sinners, and we mm-hmm. are going to daily need to walk before the Lord in repentance and and let our children see that. Amen. It's not about being perfect parents. It's about right. living, right. modeling a life before our children of yeah. repentance and faith. Yes. Yes. And yeah. Absolutely. When it comes to vaccines, most mothers and fathers want to know facts, not others' opinions. Jackie wished she had known more facts when she went in for her first well baby visit. Because Jackie strongly promotes parental choice, she felt led to write a short treatise with personal facts. This vaccination ebook is pretty concise to allow you, the parent, to read, research into the studies she shares, and come up with your own decisions. Jackie's sincere desire is that you and your children thrive, and so she presents to you the vaccination ebook free of charge. Simply go to deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. That's deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. Um, I, one thing would that my pastor um, told us as we were, we were reevaluating some of our rules and some of the things as our children were getting older and we realized, we realized we were going to, there were certain things that we had been comfortable with um, mm-hmm. and, but we but as the children became teenagers, we wondered what, how do we determine those hills to die on? How do we determine mm. those things that if our children w- wanted something different or contested it, where, where did we want to stand? And one of the things that our pastor told us that was so helpful was that we needed to determine what were thus saith the Lord's mm. and what were daddy's preferences. 
Amen. Yes. Because sometimes we can have preferences that aren't thus saith the Lord's. Amen. Yes. In those things, we maybe have some wiggle room in. But there's also a place for saying, this is daddy's preference. And while you're under our roof, this is is the rule. But you you may decide that's not the way the Lord's directing you when you're grown and married or out of the house. But that these yeah. are daddy's preferences for now. But yes. then thus say at the Lord's that those things do not change. And yes. those are non-negotiables. And that has oh. been really helpful direction for us over the years. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely. That is so wise. And we've had, it's so funny how, how similar, but yes, we have had those, those conversations, especially, you know, my husband and I together, um, you know, we'll talk about, okay, is this, uh, this is a preference and in our family and, you know, they may, they may do this differently when they're grown and have their own children and that's okay. Um, I think it's, it's good and right. What your, what your pastor said and what you said to recognize preferences and, um, non-negotiables and say, because later on, as your children are married and having their own family, you want that relationship with them still. You don't want them to say, well, I'm not, you know, going to go, I'm not going to talk to mom and dad about this because that's not, um, you know, they're not supportive of this. Um, but I think if, if, if they know and we know the difference between a preference and a non-negotiable um, you know, no, we're not going to support you in blatant sin, uh, you know, of, of any kind, but um, it, it matters of conscience. Um, there is room, you know, there's room uh, for differences there, e- even within a family. And um, I, I love that. I love what you said about that. You know, as long as you're under our roof, these, these are our rules. These are our preferences and we're all going to live by them. But um, they're not a hill to die on, you know. So, yeah, that's great. That's great. So we've talked a lot or we've talked about, um, you know, being at this stage where we've got the grown children and the married children. Uh, It makes me think about, um, you know, are there any things that you have done um, to especially spend time with your little ones? Um, that gives them that attention that maybe came, you know, it comes easy when you have all little ones, you're focused a hundred percent on that. But then as your children get older, you become an older child household, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. The little ones just kind of tag along with the older child household. Are there any things that you have done to specifically give those little ones the attention that they need or you've implemented um, to kind of focus on those littles at times. Yes. Yes. I love that question because it is constantly on my heart. I, because it is exactly, as you said, yes, uh, we are an older child household and they just get often just uh, come along for the ride and uh, they don't get that, um, there's so much difference between the way my little ones, the attention they receive versus how my oldest children at that age uh, received so much more. But I will say um, there may be other mamas, you know, in the same um, thought processes right now. Um, 
that God is still using that, even that, um, you are only one person. You can only do so much. You only have so many hours in the day, but most importantly, God is faithful and you don't have to be the mom that you were 20 years ago to raise up little children who still love and serve the Lord and who you have good relationship with. That said, I do try to um, be aware of exactly what you're saying. Being aware of, of something and not seeing it as a problem or having guilt over it is uh, something different, isn't it? But, um, <laughs> um, but uh, I have at times, you know, struggled with guilt over that exact situation. And so, um, you know, I give this to the Lord. This is a burden that I, I lay down for him. And many people listening may not uh, even understand what you and I are referring to right. of when you have so many ages of children, you have, uh, you know, a 27 year old and you have a three year old and you have grandbabies coming and you have high school graduations happening. And where do these little ones fit in? And so I'm not saying whatsoever to disregard it, but I'm saying to do your best and trust the Lord because he is going to, um, multiply loaves and fishes he is still multiplying loaves and fishes and if that is what we're giving if that's all that we have uh we trust him for it now there are some things i do um the same as i did even as my when my older ones were little and that is to still have a morning time with them um we sit we do catechism we uh memorize scripture together and we do hymns, poems. We do uh, pretty much. We're kind of a Charlotte Masony type of homeschool, and so um, homeschooling has been one of the best decisions we have ever made. Um, we made that decision almost thirty years ago, and have never regretted it. But um, it does allow us to spend as much time as possible with our little ones, and um, you know we have that time every just about every morning we we sit and we have that time together and then often you know I when I have a minute of downtime and I sit down and I want to pick up my phone and scroll or I want to read a book or listen to a podcast I will instead invite a child into my lap and read a book you know read read a book and I'm so thankful that um I still have little ones they they force us to slow down they force us to see um the world through a child's eyes um they have the best questions about the lord they they have the most insightful thoughtful um yet childish questions that that cause us to think and there's there's just so much beauty in having these little ones and so um I hope that is, you know, not just a roundabout way of answering your, your question, yeah, Jenny, I but totally, I totally agree. Yes. I find even, even just being willing to play being yes. willing to play with them or watch mm -hmm. my, my, my boys are constantly, mom, can you watch me play basketball? Can you, watch me? And it's, 
it's easy to say, well, mommy's needing to fold laundry or mommy's, right. you know, but to take the time to say, you know what, I'm going to take 10 minutes mm-hmm. and I'm going to show mm-hmm. them that they're important to me Yes. Um, by, yes. by doing that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and sometimes, and you know, sometimes you can't, I, I get, I don't know if you do Jenny, but I get um, questions from young moms that I, I don't know. And some that I, I do know, and so many just have, have guilt so much, just burdened, burdened with guilt. And, and I understand it. I, I fully understand it. And, um, but the, you know, like mommy has chores to do. It's okay to say that sometimes because, you know, that, that teaches them also, that teaches them also that mama, mama has chores, mama has uh, things, you know, that she has to do also. And, and I have to wait, you know, but um, again, you know, all of life is just balance and then just finding that um, sometimes, yes, mama can stop what she's doing and come watch you play because she wants to, but she also has work to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because often I think, I think that's balance that you're talking about because we do have a very child-centered society where we think that the little ones need to be constantly entertained mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's good to bring them along with, with us in what we're doing during the day Absolutely, and not for them Absolutely. to constantly be expected to be entertained. And absolutely, I, I definitely see that trend. I see these mm-hmm. young moms and they, they have, you know, three-year-olds that they think all they need to do all day is entertain this three-year-old. Right, right. Rather than letting the three-year-old be a part of your life, and yes, and um, and absolutely. And I think social media is, you know, the a lot of times um, we let that that hurt us. It's a double-edged sword, but you know, um, you turn on Instagram and you see all these wonderful things that all the mom, you know, all these moms are doing. Oh, yeah. And and um, so that can that can burden us, but we just have to use social media wisely, um, to know that that is just a snapshot. And there is, there is no one, no one, no one anywhere who has a perfect life that does not exist. That is a facade. And not that, you know, I've posted photos before of things my kids and I are doing together because it's, you know, it's joyful and you want, and when you have joy, you want to share it, you know, that's norm. That is good. And, and right. Um, so it's, it's in the person who's receiving that media, it's up to them to say, okay, she's showing a joyful part of her life, you know, um, and that's fine, but life is made up of all kinds of moments, you know, not just, not just great ones and happy ones. So the Lord is faithful through them all. He, um, helps us. So the other day, the other day I had, um, uh, uh, my, I had two children that decided to clean their rooms. Ah. One particular child is, let's just say that it's not easy for them to be clean. Okay. <laughs> so the room was a disaster. Yeah. And um, the other ones are just younger. And so they're, they're just learning how to keep up and everything. Uh-huh. So I was very happy that they cleaned their room. But so many clothes ended up in the laundry room. No, my laundry room was a pigsty mess and I was thrilled they cleaned the room, but I was like overwhelmed with like, where did all this come from? Yes. Yes. And, 
but I wasn't, but I didn't take a picture of that and put it on social media oh. <laughs> and say right. here at my, my laundry, you know, right, right. but I might, if I freshly cleaned my laundry room, right. I might put it up on social media and say, you know, here's my freshly cleaned. Here's a before and after. Right, right. Yes, yes, yes. That's so funny. you're very right. It, it, it is a facade when we see all the happy times. Yes, and yes. We look at that and we think, um, I wish I could be like that. Especially, I think, for, for people with large, for moms with large families, we can't do the same things that somebody right. with two children can do. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And then yes. You, throw in, you throw in there something like health problems. Mm-hmm. Um, or or other issues that that just make it harder um and it's the expectations can be crushing yes it is no secret that jackie loves trs but some have asked exactly what is trs TRS is a nano zeolite spray that facilitates some amazing things. TRS does not heal anything, but it gently clears the body of toxins and heavy metals. So the body can heal itself exactly as God designed it to do. Why not get to the root cause instead of just applying band-aids? Excellent supplements and individual remedies can help, but they cannot help as much until you remove the root source of inflammation and disease. Detoxing toxins and metals is foundational to good health. TRS is safe for the elderly and for children as well. For more information, go to www.deeprootsathome.com forward slash TRS. I have had adrenal fatigue and um, I was talking again to my pastor about this. And he said, your particular trials aren't just trials for you. Your trials are also for your children, and they will be sanctified oh. through that. Yes. So just like you were mentioning about um, the about the children that are younger being in this older family and how mm-hmm. that's going to be good for them, mm-hmm. um, the mm-hmm. providences that, that God puts our children in are also meant to sanctify them, to be good for them. Yes. To draw yes. Them very yes very very true yes and and they learn that they will grow stronger in areas that maybe even our older children who didn't have that experience as as their childhood they'll grow stronger in different ways I see my children they're more my younger children they're more outgoing um you know they're more flexible they're more um because who knows what's happening today type situation <laughs> is our day every day, you know, whereas all the older children, you know, we had, we were very routined. Um, there wasn't much change because every, everyone was so young and we knew what every day was going to look like. But um, our long, our younger ones, um, especially our, our three-year-old, you know, our, our, we call her our caboose. And um, I have another mom friend who has uh, 10 children and, she says to about summer, she says, way to caboose, summer, way to caboose. Because I tell her, well, we did this and we did that. And summer was just drug here and that. She says, well, way to caboose. Because it's a verb, you know, to be the caboose, you must caboose. And you're just getting drug all over the place. But at, at the same time, uh, you know, I'm trusting 
that the Lord, you know, is using, he's using that. It's a different set of circumstances. It's a different reason to trust in God that he is using um, circumstances that are often out of our control to, um, to do his will, to do his good, his good pleasure in, in our kids. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, let's talk about joy. Cause you mentioned, um, you know, putting a joyful moment up on social media and there is a lot of joy, joy in mothering, but you know, it's also a fight. And, yes. Um, but those two don't have to be opposite of each other. We can find joy in that fight. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. It's, it's um, a daily fight of faith. It really is. It really is. Um, you know, I, I posted on social media recently, uh, the scripture, first Thessalonians five fourteen through 18. And we urge you brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint hearted, help the weak. Be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another, uh, to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And, you know, if we apply that to motherhood, the admonishing, the encouraging, the helping, the being patient, uh, the encouraging people to to not return evil for evil. Um, if we're doing all those things, that that is a fruitful life uh, because all of these people in our sphere or especially under our roof still are idle and they are faint hearted <laughs> and they need encouragement. And that is depleting to the mom that that can be depleting to us, but we're called to encourage and help. Um, so we have to have spiritual resources in order to do that, to do that, to live that fruitful life, to admonish, to encourage, to help, um, all those things. Our roots must be planted by streams of water, you know, just like we read about in Psalm one living water and not in our changing circumstances. And so, um, that was a scripture, you know, that I was recently meditating on, um, we do have to have the resources for joy, for, um, doing those things that are part of a fruitful life. Um, I think about, uh, first, first Timothy six twelve says, fight the good fight of faith. Um, and faith is a fight. Um, living the fruitful life in any season of motherhood is a fight, but it's a good fight. And so um, we won't have durable joy. We won't have durable daily faith um, through all these duties and responsibilities, um, much less seasons of suffering if yeah. we don't fight, if we don't fight for it. And so I also thought of uh, Pilgrim and Pilgrim's Progress, uh, Christian uh, labored and struggled all his life for the joy that was set before him in the celestial city. So um, women and mamas of any age must recognize and engage in, you know, a spiritual warfare for our faith and joy in Christ. At the end of his life, Paul said, I have fought the good fight. So he calls it again, a good fight. So one 
thing I was asking myself this morning when I was getting ready for us to, to chat is why is it, why is it a good fight? Why, why is it a fight worth having? Why is it a good fight to fight for joy, to fight for our faith? Um, because one of the reasons is because we're not left to our own strength in fighting. We fight in God with his strength and power. Um, it's a good fight because we're not struggling to carry a burden, but we are struggling to let a burden go <laughs> to be carried for us. Um, it's actually a fight for our freedom. And then another reason I thought it's a good fight is because um, it doesn't involve ourself. It doesn't involve self-exalting. It involves self-humbling. Um, it's a fight to admit we're weak. We must admit we're weak. We must admit we're needy. We have to recognize that we're needy um, because we cannot do anything apart from Christ. We can't even, we can't even rejoice. We're told to rejoice always. We, we can't even do that apart from Christ. Would you agree, Jenny? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, one, one of the ways that we fight is, um, there are several, you know, the, the spiritual disciplines, we, we must, um, be disciplined in our, um, time. Our time is, is precious. Um, the days that I, um, enter my day meeting with God over his word and prayer is, um, it just, it, it just puts life into your, your day, your, your fight. Um, and if, if we don't, it's like, we're entering a battle with no weapons, the battle against our flesh. Um, you know, my family is up by seven. And so, um, that is, there's a battle going on even before then, right. To, <laughs> to get out of bed there is, but the battle really gets heated <laughs> when everybody is, is awake, you know, and, and yeah. wanting and wanting some breakfast and fixing some breakfast. And, and you know what it's like, you know, the day is just getting going and, um, even a day that's supposed to be calm has, uh, it's just turned erupted into mayhem, you know, yeah. without warning. And so, um, uh, you know, as we sleep, our physical body is rested and restored, but our spiritual man is not. Uh, and yeah. so the, it's like the air has leaked from spiritual tires all night and we yeah. must, uh, we must spend time with the Lord and, um, different there are dif different seasons as far as what we can how much time we have to do that um you know i think we're probably all familiar with the the story of Susanna Wesley who you know had to throw her apron yep. over her head <laughs> to make a tent for her head and her bible um yep. to get away from the noise but the children learned you know that she uh, that was her time that was her time with the lord but what always I'm always reminded by that story is not so much that the children learned to leave her alone, but that, uh, she made, she made it a priority. She made it, um, a time to, to get it done, you know, because it's essential. And I think that's part of our, part of my problem. I know is I just start, I start, uh, drifting. I think, Oh, you know, we can coast here. We can coast on past 
past lessons and and past truths and in but that is that is not true that is not true we must daily um come to the lord confess our sin and and receive power and help and strength to um live our lives you know and live this fruitful life that that god has called us to yeah and then that's with the the uh the manna from heaven amen um, yes i had to gather that daily they weren't allowed to keep it or it would spoil absolutely except on the sabbath day um, yes and then it miraculously didn't spoil but daily they had to gather their manna amen yes we need that manna from heaven daily on a daily basis fresh yeah with the lord absolutely absolutely that's so true that's so good with the manna um a second way that I have found to fight for joy is something I do along with my children that we've kind of made a priority and that is to memorize, to memorize God's word, because there are times when we're sick, they're sick. Uh, who knows what, you know, that, that we, we want a ready, we want a ready store in, in our hearts, put in, into our hearts. Um, again, P- P- Pilgrim's Progress, I thought of Christian uh, when he was in the dungeon of Doubting Castle, um, and then he remembered that he had the key. Yes. He had the key, and it was God's promises. And it it said a couple of different times in Pilgrim's Progress, it was kept in his chest pocket. It was kept in his chest pocket. So he had God's promises in his heart, and it was accessible to him in prison. Those promises, and then um, next is prayer and. Um, we all go through seasons of lukewarmness uh, when our hearts are hard and unfeeling and distracted. Um, and, you know, I have those times, you have those times. Um, but in those times, as mothers, as women, Christian women, we pray to pray. We pray. Yes. I don't remember. I don't remember which of, of you may remember. I think it may have been one of the Puritans who said, pray until you pray. Yes. Um, until you're really praying. And, um, because we do so often we come to the Lord and we're thinking about, you know, how our coffee tastes or what's for breakfast or, you know, what's going on in the news. And of course our phones are sitting there beckoning to us. Um, but, um, we, we pray until we pray and David, um, in the Psalms, he says, incline my heart to your testimonies. And I, I think of that one because he's asking the Lord to, to actually turn his heart. He knows his heart is not where it should be. Please, you know, incline me and incl- make me want you, you know, um, not, and not to selfish gain, he said. Um, and then we ask him also, David also asked, open our eyes that we would see wonderful things in your law. And that's because when we're so distracted, when we're lukewarm, we may read the Bible and we we don't really see anything wonderful there. It's like, we've read this before. We know this, or, or maybe, you know, a younger um, person might say, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't know what it means. Well, even David said, open my eyes to see your wonderful word, to, to see it for what it is, to see that it's wonderful. And so, um, I don't know. I hope that that those are some of the ways that I fight um, for joy for I fight for um, in any season of motherhood, midlife, young motherhood, 
the fight is still the same, uh, fighting the good fight of faith and um, um, that we would then pour out into our kids, admonish, encourage, um, help them um, in all these different seasons. In these troubling times, it's no secret that we are being censored. It's getting harder and harder to spread the truth. Facebook is throttling us, and we don't know how much longer we will be there. Here are a few things you can do to stay in touch with Deep Roots at Home. Firstly, sign up for our newsletter. Jackie sends out exclusive, important content to her readers. The link will be in the show notes. Number two, consider making Deep Roots at Home your homepage in your browser. Number three, print your favorite Deep Roots at Home articles and place them in a binder to have on hand in case of emergency. And finally, follow us on other social media channels. We are now on Telegram and Gab and soon Truth Social. Jackie's greatest desire is that God would be glorified through these dark times. I think remembering that it's not about us. Remembering yes. about God's glory. Yes. I remember at one point uh, feeling like if I had a little child that was melting down at a at a um, at a, the checkout line of Walmart mm. or something, mm-hmm. and I remember feeling this panic, like, um, "Oh no, somebody's going to see my child be so disobedient." Uh, yes. And then thinking, realizing, you know what? Maybe they need to see how I handle it. Maybe right. Right. Is actually. Um, maybe it's not so much that my children appear perfect as much right. as they see me patiently, tenderly uh, dealing with it with my child. Right, um, right. And and I think remembering that it's not about us, our children aren't our projects. It's about his glory. And, yes. And so on the days where we feel like we're just plodding through the next thing or, or maybe we don't have feel it maybe we even in our time with the lord don't have the feelings that we wish we had mm. remember we're we're to glorify god yes and in the in the places that he's put us that day and even when it feels mundane even when we don't maybe feel the joy that we want to feel we're still living to live for his glory yes yes um, yes and remembering that it is a fight you know and not comparing where you are in the fight with somebody else. Um, oh, yes. I remember yes, that's when, a common temptation too, isn't it? Oh, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I remember I would call my husband sometimes when the children were really, really little. And I, um, I was dealing with adrenal fatigue and um, just feeling completely helpless. And I would call mm-hmm. my husband and say, I can't do this. Yes. I can't do this. My husband has had calls like that too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this anymore. And you're trying to homeschool all these children and you feel terrible and you just feel yes. your cyberquisies and you, you know, your own expectations are there. And one thing he would remind me is he'd say, Jenny, you're in the ring. He'd say, mm. you're, you're like comparing this to a fight, like a boxing match. Yes. Yes. Say, but you're in the ring. Yeah. And you're not, you're not, um, I think what he was meaning by that was I was still in the fight. Right. And, right. And that is what and it's hard. It's yes. hard. But yes. I was still in the fight. I was still in the ring. Yes. I could get up again. Right. I could um, 
continue with the fight in the strength yeah. of the Lord. Right. You know? Because it's a good fight, but fighting is still hard. Fighting yeah. is still work. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and the fact that I was still in the ring was enough at that moment. Right. Right. Um, I didn't Thank have God good to give us these husbands that, <laughs> that can speak truth. And, and so often we say, Lord, help me. And he says, well, here, here's your husband, you know, listen to, to what he says. He's going to, he's going to tell you something you need to hear. So yeah. that's great. That's just so encouraging. Yeah. Folks that you feel led to share with these mothers that may be listening, that just say, I hear you, Bambi, but I am struggling with this joy right now. I'm feeling so mm -hmm. empty. And, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, just is there anything that you would encourage those particular moms that maybe they're feeling just like us, where we were like, I can't do this anymore? Yes. I would just... Um say that um, the Lord will help you. And I know it's, it's hard. There are days that are extremely, extremely challenging, but um, the Lord has said, you know, don't to not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. And so, um, you know, there's been times where I just, I would just pray, you know, Lord, help me not be weary of doing good. Help me keep doing good. Help me keep putting uh, one foot in front of the other um, by your grace day by day. And, uh, you know, keep making the dinners and keep doing the laundry and keep teaching uh, the little ones to not kill each other. <laughs> and, um, you know, all of the all of the duties that you have, um, you know, the Lord says in due season, you will reap. And that, that doesn't necessarily mean that your children, you know, will grow up to, uh, follow the Lord. Not necessarily that's in his hands. You, you work and you plant the seeds, but he has to bring the growth. However, um, you know, this, this is referring to, in eternity we will reap for for certain in eternity so we do the work you know while we're here we do we don't grow weary of of doing the good work and um pray uh pray that the lord would help you and he will and and maybe you may not recognize exactly how he is doing it um you know i've 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 got memories of, of going to bed so exhausted, uh, you know, in tears. I think we all, we all do if, if we were honest. Um, no one, no one, no one is perfect and has it all together. Um, and so we, we need to just throw ourselves on the mercy of God, ask for his help, believe that he has not left us. He does not leave us. He does not forsake us. And he cares about the details of our lives. Um, also, I would say surround yourself if possible with, with faithful Christian women, um, older women. Um, and I know that, that often people, you know, we complain, where are the older women? Um, we won't probably won't get in, in shouldn't get into all that. Uh, but if possible, you know, and sometimes you just need to pray 
pray that the Lord would, would put an older woman in your life who will encourage you to love your husband and love your children and do those practical things that Titus 2 um, says to do, because that it is extremely helpful um, to have an older woman um, yep. come alongside you and, and just encourage you. Right. And to remember that you're still in the ring, you know, yeah. that's, that's, um, uh, you're getting up the next day and you're making the choice to be faithful. Yes. The choice. To mm-hmm. not, the choice mm-hmm. to be faithful. And, um, and you know, those spiritual blessings, those rewards that will come in eternity. The Lord also gives us, he does give us pockets here in this life of rewards. Mm. I mean, I know just, oh, the grandchildren are the best. (laughs) (laughs) They sure are. Oh, I've only got one, but she's the best. (laughs) Oh, I am expecting number four. Oh, and they are just, uh, indescribable joy yes yes, oh, yes. It's just they really are incredible to yes see, you know and 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 so even when the children are older and maybe they make choices that you wouldn't have made or maybe some of them mm-hmm. are are not following the lord or some mm-hmm. of the or some of them are following the lord whatever the circumstances are the lord sprinkles pockets of joy and yes gives you, yes gives you those encouragements to press on and right. Those moments where you just see the reward. Um, you know, we have a weekly family night where mm. um, any of the grown married kids that can come home. And yeah. we, um, it's a gathering of us now when you. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. It's pretty crazy and wild, but, but, you know, it was, it was hard in those early days. And it's still so busy and in many ways mm-hmm. so hard. But mm-hmm. so many rewards that, that you can see and feel even now. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so if, if we have um, those encouragements here in this life, how much more? You know? Oh, yes. yes. So true. That's great. Yes. Well, this has been fantastic, Bambi. I am so well, happy that you took time out of your day and out of your busy schedule to be well, with thank us you. today. And thank you for having me. I know that our listeners are just going to be so blessed by this. I'm so glad. I hope so. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me, Jenny. Thanks for joining us on the Deep Roots at Home podcast. We pray it has encouraged you in your walk with the Lord and as you serve your family. Could you do us a favor? If this has blessed you, could you help us spread the word by liking and sharing this podcast with your friends? And don't forget, we have lots of great links in the show notes that go along with today's podcast. See you next time.